0: The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Welcome to the Jesse Blake Sports Report, whether it is your first time here or your last time here or somewhere in between. I appreciate that you are here watching or listening to this podcast right now, and we are going to discuss a terrific Sunday in Blue Jays land in blue jays baseball world as the blue jays the toronto blue jays your toronto blue jays if you are a fan pick up their first series win at tropicana field since 2021 i had no idea it'd been that long like we all know the blue jays historically struggle at tropicana and it's just it is their achilles heel like they can't win at tropicana field first time since 2021 They take a series at Tropicana. What a day. And it really should have been a sweep in my eyes. But we'll start with the positive. We are going to get to the and what happened in the ninth inning of Saturday's baseball game. But we're going to start with Sunday, where the Jays take care of business. They win the series. And I don't want to hear a negative word about George Springer, unless maybe your negative words are that he decided to jog out a home run that wasn't a home run and ball bounced off the wall, but then it turned into a home run and inside the park home run. And that's where George Springer's terrific afternoon started where he has that inside the park home run. It's fantastic. It's electric gets everybody going. And then he, the following inning, he follows it up with an amazing throw to second base to catch Curtis Mead napping. And then he has a diving catch right after that. I think that was the second out of that inning. He's had no errors on the entire season. George Springer has been fantastic out in the field. And I don't want it to go underappreciated how good the defense was for the Jays this afternoon. Varsho had a terrific play. The game ended with an Alejandro Kirk turnaround throw to first base after a barehanded pickup. For everything wrong with the Jays, what we saw is what we expected out of the Blue Jays all year long. We got a Vladdy game where he hit two home runs. How many times this season has Vladdy hit two home runs in a single game? Zero! Zero is the answer. He has not hit two home runs in a single game all season long until today. And this is what we expect out of the Jays. They have fantastic pitching. We know that. But when the pitching isn't there, when Yusei Kikuchi doesn't have his stuff, when he has three runs on nine hits and four innings, and then the bullpen, the bullpen's okay, you know? Trevor Richards came in, allowed no runs. Jimmy Garcia gets a couple outs and then allows a two-run bomb. But that's what happens when you have a comfy lead. The two-run bombs are okay. They were up three runs at the time. And then there's a two-run shot. It turns into a one-run game. And your offense picks you up. And that's what we haven't seen out of the Jays all season until now. Until right now. And that's why the Jays are getting so hot at the right moment. It's so fun to see. You worry about... This offensive spurt going away come next week, because if we know anything over the course of the 150 games they've played so far, it's that the offense usually lets them down. But it hasn't this weekend. It hasn't in the last week or so since that Texas series. And it's good to see them heading into the playoffs because the Jays are going to make the playoffs. All they need to do is hit 90 wins now. The road to the playoffs is an easy one for them over this next week. They're going to get there, and it might be against this Tampa Bay Rays team. And if they're hitting home runs like this, if they're driving in the ball, if they're getting guys who are in scoring position home, a thing they haven't done all season, the pitching is going to be there. And this Jays team could, I don't know, they could win a series in the playoffs. That'd be fun. Uh, I didn't mention Eric Swanson had a big eighth inning. Where he had two runners on base, and then some high heat to end the eighth inning on a strikeout, and then Bo Bichette comes back in the bottom of the or in the top of the ninth, hits a home run, first time all year. Vladdy hits two home runs, and the game ends with Alejandro Kirk in that spin around barehanded grab. I don't think there's any other big notes from the game. It was an all-around good game. Um, Glad to see the offense clicking. I think that's the main takeaway here for the Jays on this Sunday. If this is the offense they get in the playoffs, we know the pitching is going to be there and it could be a fun little ride come next week when the playoffs start. One note for the standings that I'm about to read to you. The Astros and Mariners hadn't lost yet when I recorded this, so I'll give you the current up-to-date standings. The Toronto Blue Jays are Two games up on the Houston Astros for the second wild card spot and two and a half games up on Seattle for the last wild card spot. So they're two and a half games clear of a playoff spot. Texas currently holds the division lead there over the Astros and Seattle Mariners. Back to the podcast. To update you on where the standings sit right now, the Blue Jays are currently a game and a half up on the Houston Astros for the Third wild card spot. So they're even two games up on a playoff spot. And because Seattle and Texas are playing each other this weekend, and Seattle's the one sitting outside of the playoffs, it's it's looking great for the Jays. You know, they're sitting pretty. Having those two teams play each other so much at the at the end of the season here, it's only gonna benefit the Jays. And like I said earlier, they're three wins away. Those teams, all three of Houston, Seattle, and Texas can't reach 90 wins the most they could all max out at is 89 wins so the jays get three wins in the next week they're going to be in the playoffs and we should all suspect that this team can get three wins now that's the fun stuff the sad stuff the stuff that's not as fun is the thing that happened saturday afternoon as jordan romano took the mound in the ninth inning against the tampa bay Rays. The inning starts off with a double, and during Dr- Jordan Romano's warm-up pitches in the bullpen, he's looking at his hand. He gets on the mound. He's still looking at his hand after every pitch he throws. He's looking at his hand, and we're like, "What the hell's going on? What the hell's going on?" And we learn after the game, John Schneider tells everybody that he had a cracked finger. It su- he suffered it in Friday's game when he it was on the mound. He suffered a cracked finger, and they sent him out there on Saturday because Jordan Romano said it would be fine. You know, the cracked finger is not going to hurt me, and. There's, there's even a mound visit. John Schneider and the trainer go out to Jordan Romano and they say, hey, you're looking at your hand a lot. You just allowed a couple of guys to get on base and we want to know if you're good. And He tells them, yeah, we're good. I'm good. They, they let him in there. What happens next? A Josh Lowe walk-off win for the Tampa Bay Rays. And in that instance... There's a lot to question. And I saw some of the discourse being like, Jordan Romano is fantastic. That's why you leave him in the game. And I get that. This was Jordan Romano's first blown save in two months. It was July the last time Jordan Romano blew a save. He's been fantastic. Two months. Of course you want to leave him in there. But you don't want to leave in an injured pitcher when you have a lefty coming up and you got a guy who's great against lefties. John Schneider made the decision to leave Jordan Romano in the game. Josh Lowe was coming up for the plate. Tim Mesa's available in the pen. Tim Mazza's great against a left-handed hitting Lowe, who has a 548 OPS on the season against lefties. The smart decision there, the one that... A manager who can see that his pitcher with a cracked finger doesn't have it tonight and you can get a lefty on lefty matchup that'll greatly benefit you that are just in your odds of the percentages. The right move is to take him out at that moment. I personally would have taken Jordan Romano off immediately when he allowed that double. The cracked finger was an issue. He was looking at it. Jordan Romano is so darn good at his job. But when you're trying to make the playoffs and every game matters, you got to be ruthless with it if you're John Schneider. You don't got it tonight. We're worried about your finger. Go sit down. Go sit down. We'll bring in somebody else. Tim Meza will get in there. You'll take care of business. I would have done it the first time. But to not do it the second time when you get to a tie ball game, and then Josh Lowe was up. To not do it even then, it's, what is your job then, John Schneider? Like, is it to challenge calls and then never get them correct? Because that happened a couple of times today. It was such a perplexing decision, and he spoke about it after the game, obviously, you're going to ask him. Hazel May has a quote. He says, it's your closer. It's the guy you trust in any situation. That's John Schneider on the decision to keep Romano in the game with Tim Meza warming up in the pen. I would just like some critical thinking out of the Blue Jays manager. I don't, depending on how this season ends, there's a lot of reason not to bring back John Schneider. And little moments, that's all it that matters for a baseball manager. There's so little impact you can have on the game. You don't really draw plays, you don't, you don't have anything like that, you know? These are the situations where your manager affects the game. It's the pitching rotation. It's who's in the lineup day in, day out. It's those sorts of things. It's who you bring in the game. It's who you take out of the game. And consistently, John Schneider has proven that he makes the wrong decision more times than he makes the right one. And it's very disappointing to see for a Jays team that we just talked about at the top who might be getting their offense going. And that's the last piece of the puzzle to make this a really, truly great ball club. Now, two last things before I go here. One, the Miami Dolphins put up 70 points. Excuse me. I tried to tell you about the Miami Dolphins. They are for real. The Dolphins are for real. I told you that they could put up video game numbers. The First week of the season, they shocked me. And I was like, this thing might be for real. And the Dolphins, Oh, baby, 70 points on Sean Payton's sorry butt. Watch out. There's a couple huge matchups coming up in the next couple weeks for the Dolphins. I think they're for real. I I said it, and it's it's rocking and rolling. Tua is it? He is him? Raheem Mostert put up 44 points on my fantasy team. Ah, I'm so high on the Dolphins. It's awesome. After that Week One victory, I was like, "This is it." And if you heard that episode, like, you know how high I was on them. And I don't know, man. This could be the most fun offense we've seen in the last ten years of the NFL since some of that like Moss Patriots years. Oh baby! All right, now Dolphins k- keep. Ugh. We're gonna keep talking about the Dolphins all season here. I just, it's just too much fun. Uh, and then, last thing, what's happening where I tell you what's happening on SCPN and you tell me what's happening in your lives? I just want to shout out the Discord. I just want to shout out the SCPN Discord, SCPN.ca to join us on Discord. Go there. We have channels for everything you could ever imagine in sports and some life stuff. Like, go interact on the JBSR uh, channels there. Go interact on the Steve Daggo podcast channels. We have channels for every show on the network. We have some, yeah, just casual lobbies to watch hockey. And as the hockey season ramps up and all the sporting calendar really gets rolling here, uh, NBA starting in about a month or so, our Discord is going to be such a cool place to hang out if you're into that stuff. Uh, so go check it out, scpn.ca. Join us on Discord. That's it for me today. You could've been anywhere in the world, but you chose me here watching this podcast or listening to this podcast. And I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. I will see you on Thursday night. Good night. From and that is how it's done the jesse blake sports report with jesse blake jesse blake the guy that likes to hear his name twice in one sentence sure i know him no he doesn't have an ego at all nice buns soft fluffy and ultra low net carbs discover hero bread the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture